Our scripture today is from Ecclesiastes, great Old Testament book, wisdom book, from the third chapter and the first verse. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. I can imagine that as you are tuning in today that you felt a little bit of change in the air. Uh, it's starting to get a little colder the last few days. Uh, we can feel it. The seasons are changing. Uh, this fall is beginning. It'll turn into winter and then we'll long for spring and summer. Uh, seasons are all around us. We're, we've just started the football season and I know a lot of folks are excited about that. Uh, we're in the middle of an election season and I imagine you're not as excited about that. Uh, we've been in a season of sorts with Chapflix, which is a, sort of a take on uh, Netflix. And Netflix is full of highly anticipated seasons uh, and expectations around those seasons. In Chapflix, we've looked at a variety of stories. Uh, those stories functioned as seasons of a sort uh, in the Old Testament. Two and three thousand years ago, the oral tradition of telling stories uh, was highly anticipated. And the, the stories of Elijah and David and Solomon and others were larger than life. And people got excited about hearing the stories. The stories gave them hope. Uh, in a time when they needed that. Uh, but the storytellers would only come through every once in a while. It might be weeks or months or years before you got the next season of the story of David or of Solomon or of Elijah or one of the other great uh, people. The same anticipation and intrigue that we experience with our favorite seasons and stories uh, was what the people experienced back then. So we look forward to new seasons as well, don't we? Uh, the new episode, the new story, the new heroic adventure. And there's a, a rhythm to these seasons. Uh, we see in nature uh, that there's a time to plant, a time to grow, a time to harvest, and then a time to rest and sort of soak it all in. In, in Netflix, it's the same sort of, of pattern or rhythm. Uh, there's the anticipation about what's coming out. Then when it's uh, delivered, we binge, we watch it, we, we go through it all. And then we talk about it, don't we? Social media, our friends, have you seen this? Have you seen that? What did you think about that? Oh my gosh, could you believe that? And then we have to wait. And that's the hardest part. Uh, when the Mandalorian uh, show came out, uh, I, I think it was Thursdays that, that it, it came out. So you had to wait every week for that new episode. And people talked and what's going to happen and did you see it? And you found you couldn't talk to some folks because they hadn't seen it yet. And so you had to avoid that topic. Uh, Stranger Things, for instance, was a little different. It just got dumped all at once. And so you could binge watch it. But then you've got to wait a whole year for another episode. Uh, and that's the sort of the rhythm of seasons. Uh, you, there's this expectation, there's this uh, participation in it, uh, and then there's this waiting uh, for what's going to happen next. The Christian year has a season as well, or seasons. Uh, Advent 
is the Christmas season, and it begins the 1st of December. Uh, and that's not that far off. And I know that you've already begun to think about and anticipate what's going to happen at Christmas. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Uh, what's it going to be like in 2020? How different is Christmas uh, going to be? And after Christmas is Epiphany, and then Lent, and then Easter, and then Pentecost. And so the Christian year has this season built into it, and there's anticipation, and there's growth, and there's uh, times of activity and times of rest. So seasons do a number of things that benefit us uh, and that we grow from. Uh, there are parts of seasons that are, are helpful and, and help us grow. There's other parts of the seasons that uh, we're not as excited about. And so uh, today I'd like us to look at two things that I think are benefits, uh, things that are helpful in terms of seasons and of, of thinking through the seasons of our lives. The first one is that seasons help us understand that what we know is incomplete. Let me say that again. Seasons help us understand that what we know is incomplete. What I mean by that is that you've probably already had a conversation about the upcoming winter. Uh, is it going to be cold? Is it going to be mild? Is it going to be uh, hard? Is it going to be easy? Uh, last year, the winter was pretty mild. Uh, we have a couple of banana trees in our yard. and They're just fun. They never produce bananas because it, it doesn't stay warm long enough. But they're, they're nice looking and, and uh, it's fun to have. But they always die in the winter and then grow back in the spring. Uh, this past year, they never died. They slowed down a lot, but they didn't die. They kept growing all year. That, that's the first time I ever noticed that. It was a mild winter. Uh, this winter coming up, is it going to be mild? Is it going to be severe? Uh, there are all kinds of things in publications like the Farmer's Almanac that tell you how to anticipate or, or get ready. And so people look at that. They talk about there, there's signs that some people swear by about the winter and pr make predictions. But whatever the predictions, whatever the tools we use, our knowledge is incomplete. It's only after winter's over that we'll be able to say it was mild or it was severe. You can bet that it's probably not going to be as bad as we might fear. And it's probably not going to be as good as we might hope. It's going to be somewhere in between. And a lot of our life is like that. We get excited. We get nervous about what might happen Things don't always go as badly as we fear and oftentimes don't always go as good as we hope. Our favorite shows and, and books remind us that what we know is incomplete as well. Uh, when a new book comes out or uh, we have, are anticipating a new book, there's a lot of conversation about what's going to be in it, especially if it's a series. Uh, and so what's going to happen in this series? What's going to happen to our favorite characters? What are they going to discover? What are they going to uncover? What's going to happen to them? And how often have you seen the new series or read the new book or participated in the new uh, whatever and found yourself or someone else saying, wow, I never saw that coming. 
Life is, is a lot like that. The writer of Ecclesiastes is trying to say just that. In, in Ecclesiastes 1 and 9, it says, what has been will be. What has been done will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Means that we can't really predict what's going to happen. Things will happen. And we're in that sort of season right now, aren't we? With a pandemic, with a political unrest, with the social unrest. Uh, we're in the midst of some uh, really difficult things and we don't know what's going to happen. We have hopes and fears about all of that, but we really don't know uh, what's going to happen. We don't know for sure. And so, is that a good thing? Well, in some respects, I think it is a good thing because it reminds us that we're human, that we're not God. Seasons remind us that we have our limits and our needs. All through the Bible, people lose their way. And most of the time, that's because of their own pride, uh, their own uh, uh, greed, and their own belief that they're smarter than God. And from time to time, we need a reality check. So that from time to time, we need to come back to reality to recognize and to see that we're not God. And, and uh, seasons help do that, don't they? In the spring, it's like, oh my gosh, the sky's the limit. Hope is eternal. Everything's going to be wonderful. In the summer, we're living the dream. We're riding our bikes. We're enjoying the sun. In the fall, we slow down a little bit. The days get slower. The, uh, we're a little tired from the fast pace of the spring and summer. We start to worry about what the winter is going to bring. And in the winter, we slip on the ice. The sky is bleak. The cold wind cuts us to the core. Our lips get chapped. We can't stop our nose from running. We recognize our own limitations, don't we? With all our technology, we can't control the wind and the rain and the snow and the ice. God is God and we're not. And sometimes we need to take note of that, recognize that and come to grips with that. And it's okay. It helps us rely on God and turn to God and recognize our need of God. The second thing that, that seasons do is they give voice to our lament. And that's especially true in Ecclesiastes, uh, in Lamentations, in the Psalms, in Job, uh, in Nehemiah and Ezra, in the literature of the Bible that comes out of this time of exile. Uh, the Israelites' home is destroyed, uh, and for about 150 years, the Babylonians, Assyrians, and, and Persians just lay waste to the the, to the area that most of the Bible takes place in. And it's in this backdrop of rubble, burning flesh, shattered dreams, jobs gone, fields destroyed, hope almost forgotten, that we hear these voices, these stories, these cries of doubt and pain, confusion. And it's, it's fascinating to me that the Bible preserves these voices. It, it preserves these laments. It gives voice and, it, and, it, and it, it remembers these stories. They help you and I when we don't know what to say. They help you and I when we don't know where to turn. They give us words when we can't find our own words 
of what to say. They help us realize that our voice really does matter. Seasons are essential. Spiritually, spiritually, we can't move to the tropics to escape the winter of life. We just can't. A lot of people try to run from life, but, but we can't. Chaos, confusion, disruption, the pain are all parts of life that we can't avoid. They're not to be uh, avoided, they're to be walked through. And we grow from living through the various seasons of our lives, the hard ones and the easy ones. Psychologist Martin Seligman writes this. He says, the belief that we can rely on shortcuts to happiness, joy, comfort, ecstasy, rather than be entitled to those feelings by exercise of personal strengths and virtues leads to legions of people who in the middle of great wealth are starving spiritually. Positive emotion alienated from the exercise of character leads to emptiness, inauthenticity, to depression, and as we age to the gnawing realization that we are fidgeting until we die. We're in a tough season right now. We, we all recognize that. And it, it might get tougher yet. But it's no tougher than other generations have faced. They made it. We'll make it too. Maybe the season of life that we're in, maybe the season of life that you're in right now will help us get to the place that Job, another great Old Testament character, found himself at the end of the chaos and pain and loss and anxiety that he experienced. And at the end of that, looking back on what happened, he said these words, and I hope that they become part of our words as well. He says in Job 42, 1 through 5, God, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. That's what seasons do, I think. They open our eyes, they open our ears. Once we've gone through the spring and the summer and the fall and winter of life, we have eyes to see and ears to hear. So my prayer is that whatever season you're in, hang in there. See it through. Walk through it. Don't run from it. Ask for help. Don't try to do it all by yourself. Let us pray. God, I thank you for the season. Sometimes uh, some of the seasons are better than, the, than other seasons. And, and we long for just joy and hope and good times and laughter and smiles. But we know that life isn't like that. It's, that's, that's not realistic. And so while we never wish for or want difficult things or tough times, 
we recognize that even in those tough times and difficult situations, you're with us. The, the history of the Bible, the history of humanity, God, is that you're with us in the midst of all of these things. So help us, God. Help us be a light to others that we know that are struggling. Help us to look for the light in others that can help us. Help us to be a light. Help us to share that light. Help us to rely on you and not think that we can do it all ourselves. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.